the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. So God performs miracles so that you and I might live in victory and so that you and I might praise Him and worship Him and do His will. Praise the Lord. On today's Healing Word broadcast, Pastor Jack Morris is here. He's going to lead us in a study of the miracles Jesus performed while on earth and how he's still working those same events in our lives right now. Let's go to the introduction of today's message, The Healing Miracles of Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is as merciful and gracious and as all-powerful as He ever was. And He's doing great and mighty things. Now hear this message. Learn the definition of a miracle. Learn about how God performs miracles and what you and I need to do in order to receive a miracle. Friend, a miracle is coming your way. Listen to this message. Be blessed. Be lifted up. Jesus is there where you are to perform that miracle in answer to your prayer. Let's go into the sanctuary. Now, God heals. He continues to heal. When Jesus was here, he performed many healing miracles. We're going to look at some of those miracles in the next few weeks. God heals in various ways because God is sovereign. He heals in answers to prayer. Well, that's one way God heals. Several of you people in this congregation have told me how God has touched your body and brought healing, how he has touched your emotions, your uh, spirituality, and brought healing. So God heals in answers to prayer. God also heals through counseling. Many times confusion blocks our sight of the present and the future, and the anxiety clouds where we are, and we need somebody to help us to go through this maze and to get to the, the truth that lies buried under all of this anxiety. And so God heals through counseling. Even the Holy Spirit is referred to as the comforter counselor. Even the name of Jesus in the Old Testament is referred to as the counselor. God also heals through his word. Just the reading of his word and the hearing of his word. So just look out, people, this morning. You might be healed right here, right now, before this service is over. God is here to do great and mighty things. But you have to believe and expect and be ready to receive when that miracle comes. God heals through love. When we have love and we have friendship and companionship, so supports us, enlivens us. And God also heals through medical science. So God is a God of great variety. And he does great and mighty things as he selects and chooses to do it. But one thing I want you to know, he 
still heals. He is the healer of our body and of our soul. Now, here, here's something I, I, that amazed me. I read this in the Reader's Digest of all places. You know, you heard about the Reader's Digest? Oh, okay. All right. Here's a man. His name is uh, Greg Thomas. You may have read the story. Greg was diagnosed with brain and neck cancer. He was so ill that his family was told to begin preparing for his funeral. That's how eminent his funeral. It was an inoperable head and neck cancer. It had progressed so far that the doctors told them to prepare for the funeral. Greg says this. He said, I was sitting at the church one evening, pouring my heart out to God. I kept looking at the building and the shape it was in, and I said, before I leave this earth, Lord, I'd like to do something for you. And do you know what he did? He started painting where the paint had flaked off. Let me read some of this to you. The roof was leaking. He went up and fixed the roof. He, the steps were mangled, and the, the wood was rotting. So he had had three rounds of chemotherapy along with 40 sessions of radiation and had lost 66 pounds. Friend, don't tell me you can't do something for God. Don't, don't say that. Listen to this. He said, the more he worked on the church, the better he felt. Now, he went to the board of directors and he said, I would like a key to the building so that I could go in and worship God at any time. He said, that's the only thing I'm asking in return. Just let me have a key to the building. He said, my oncologist was blown away, Greg says. She said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. As Greg continued to rehabilitate the church, Medical scans revealed that something startling was happening to him. Four years and 23 days after Greg's diagnosis, his doctors were able to remove the feeding tube, the one they had said he would have to experience the rest of his life, and he ate solid food again. Today, Greg's tumors are gone. He is considered officially in remission and no longer needs follow-up tests. This is what Greg said. While I was restoring the church, God was restoring me. <laughs> so friends, if you see some trash laying around, don't wait for a janitor to pick it up. <laughs> Make God's house look beautiful. It's his house. It's dedicated to him. So God works in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. He's a very, very interesting God, is he not? He's a great and mighty God. Now, there are reasons that I'm going to preach this series. They're on the screen. There are three reasons. I want you to look at them. I'm preaching this series because, number one, Jesus is someone who does things, not did things. Did you get that? Number two, I'm going to preach this series that we might come to see the, and experience the power of God in action. If I preach this whole series and nothing happens to you spiritually, emotionally, and physically, 
we have all just wasted our time. But everybody has an opportunity to get something very special from the Lord. And God is ready to pass it out. And number three, that we will witness firsthand the wonder-working power of Jesus. I'm thankful for the testimonies that others give, but I want to give a testimony of my own. You can have your own testimony to give. Now, here is one of the great dangers of Christianity, and I want you to listen to this. Here is one of the great dangers of Christianity, and that is to think of Jesus as somebody to be remembered instead of somebody to be met and experienced. We read the scriptures, we remember Calvary, we remember Christmas, we remember Easter, we remember, we remember, we remember. Hey, let's experience the birth of Jesus. Let's experience the resurrection of Jesus. Let's meet him. He's alive and he's present to do something beautiful today for you. You need anything from God today? Well, he's here to bless and to give. The healing miracles of Jesus or the healing miracles of God. We go, go all the way back into the Old Testament to the uh, first books that were ever written. The first book is thought to be, the, uh, in the Old Testament, the first book in all the Bible that was ever written was the book of Job. And the second book that was written was the book of Genesis. Job lived hundreds of years before Moses. Moses is the one that was inspired of God to write the book of Genesis. So Job was written before Genesis. But in those two books and throughout all the Old Testament, God is healing, blessing, and restoring. The Bible is replete with miracles of healing, with God blessing and God's mercy coming upon his people, body, soul, and spirit. Dr. Selah, in his book, he says this. You and I are a combination of emotional and physical and spiritual. And when we take a hit in any of these areas, all three areas are affected. If you become sick physically, you're not going to feel very spiritual. And you're not going to be very happy emotionally. If, if you become depressed emotionally and spiritually you're not going to have a whole lot of physical energy. So you are a trinity, and when you take a hit in any area, all three areas, your whole being is affected. This explains why when you are hurting physically, you may also start feeling discouraged, dejected, or depressed. God to you may seem distant and detached from your need. hope that today's message is a blessing and is building your faith in God. We will return for the conclusion following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, 
Let's return to the conclusion of today's message. There are 26 miracles reported in the New Testament where Jesus healed. These are very select miracles. Actually, if you go through the Gospels, 48 are mentioned. But some of them are mentioned in one Gospel, and then they're repeated again in the next Gospel. But if we just take the messages of healing and and look at each one of them, we count out 26 individual. Now, the Apostle John, in his book, chapter 20. Uh, 1 verse 25 he said if all the things that Jesus said and did were written the book world itself couldn't contain the books now he was that was a hyperbole statement it was a, a figure of speech but God selected 26 miracles that's enough now we we don't know our knowledge of Jesus is partial it is not complete but we have enough knowledge to believe to be saved to be healed to live in victory in this life and to go to heaven when we die we have enough and if we're living in defeat there's something wrong we're not following the scripture we're not reading the scripture we're not praying to the lord we're not taking our problems to the lord it's not him it's me somebody ought to say amen, amen. let's begin by believing god trusting the Lord, going to his word and experience him, not just remembering him and going around saying, oh, I believe he can do it. Hey, let me see him do it in your body, in your soul, in your spirit. And he is here to do exactly that at any time we need him. He's not far off. He is Emmanuel, God with us to bless us and to help us. Now, here's a definition of a miracle. I found this definition written by... Reverend Charles Allen, pastor of First United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. Reverend Allen is in heaven now. But it's so simple. You know, the, uh, most of the Bible is very simple because God knew when in the Bible was being written, he was writing it to people, not theologians, not to scientists, but people like you and me, so that we might understand it. He uses three words to describe a miracle. Wonder, power, and sign. A miracle is when God suspends the laws of nature. Now think of that. When God suspends the law of nature, that's a miracle. We look at it and we wonder, knowing that we couldn't do it and we don't understand how it was done. So a miracle is a wonder. A miracle is also a power. A miracle is the power of God that is released into your life to bless you and to help you and to make you whole. It's a miracle, it's a power, and it's a sign. It's a sign that there's a good God, a great God, a Father God who loves you and who has a character who reaches out in loving kindness to do something beautiful it's a sign to point you back to him and say how great thou art how great thou art so God performs miracles so that you and I might live in victory and so that you and I might praise him and worship him and do his will praise the Lord forevermore now medicine also comes from the Lord Do you know that medicine is produced from minerals in the earth and substances whose compounds and components are created by God? Yes, when I cough, 
I'll take a cough drop. <laughs> I'll drink some hot tea. Uh, so I believe in miracles. No matter how God wants to give it to me, I'm going to believe and to receive and trust him and I'll know the blessing of the Lord. Well, Jesus and physicians. What about Jesus and doctors? Jesus never, never condemned physicians or doctors. He uses them many times to do his will, even though they may not even know they're being used of God to do his will. Even as God used Pharaoh in the Old Testament to do his will, and Pharaoh was a complete heathen atheist. Not all doctors are heathens or atheists. <laughs> but God uses the medical science to bring healing to us. See, Jesus was never in competition with medical science or with doctors. Never was he in competition with them. Actually, he even blessed doctors. He said in Mark chapter 2, verse 17, those who are whole need not a physician, but the sick need a physician. So he even put his approval on that profession and on those people. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. And she spent all of her living until she was financially broke. Didn't have insurance back then. She was financially broke. She came to Jesus. Jesus never condemned her for going to a doctor and trying to find help for her physical need. He never condemned her for that at all. Matter of fact, one of his followers, Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke and who also wrote the book of Acts, was a physician. And Jesus never told him to stop his practice. Never did he tell him to do that. But he allowed this doctor to follow him and then inspired this doctor to write the Gospel of Luke and also the book of Acts. You see, Jesus is supernatural. And he is spreading supernatural blessings wherever somebody is open to hear and receive that supernatural blessing. And he is blessing today. He is blessing today. How many here, I'm just asking you, you need a particular blessing from the Lord. Let me see your hand. Okay, almost all of you. Some of you don't need nothing. <laughs> you're okay. Well, I'll guarantee you're not going to get anything. <laughs> because the scripture says, ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open. But if you don't ask, nothing's going to happen. John the Baptist, believed to be the first cousin of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were cousins. They grew up together. But John the Baptist is wondering now, is Jesus my cousin truly the Messiah, the one that I baptized, the one that I pointed to and said, behold, the Lamb of God, the heavens opened, the dove came down, and a voice, this is my beloved son. You know, we can, listen, we can very quickly and very easily forget spiritual things. It can happen. That's why we need to be in touch every day, constantly in touch. Because when we take a hit in one area of our body or our soul or our spirit, it's going to affect us. John the Baptist took a hit and it caused him to begin to question, is Jesus the Christ? So he sent his disciples to Jesus and said, are you really the one or should we look for another? And Jesus answered this way, Matthew eleven four: Go back and report to John what you hear and see. 
Now, friend, I want you to listen carefully here. Notice what you hear and see. You have to hear the word before you see the word in action. Hearing. Faith comes by hearing. What you hear and what you see. If you are diligently in the word of God, you are going to have faith building constantly in your heart. Whether it be in a service like this, a small group, a Sunday school class, your private devotion. But when you hear the word of God, you are now going to see the word of God. But if you don't hear the word of God, you're not going to see the word of God in action. And then you're going to wonder, nothing good's happening to me. Where is God? No, believe the Lord. Go back and tell John, Jesus said, what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk, leprosy is cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. God wants to do great things today. He is alive from the dead and present with us while we're in church, when we're not in church, at work, at home, wherever we are on vacation. Now, why did Jesus heal? These are the reasons why Jesus healed. Number one, now listen, friend, listen to me. We're talking about Jesus. And someday, some of you who didn't raise your hand, someday you're in a human body. You're in a, you have a spirit within you. You have emotions within you. You're going to need help, medication, answers to prayer. So hear the word of God. Why is Jesus healing then? Why is Jesus healing now? Number one, to demonstrate his authority over sickness, disease, infirmities, deformities. This is why he heals. He wants you to know that he is the almighty son of God and God has given him the authority to do what you're asking him to do. He has the power to do it. You have but to ask And to believe. But you can't ask and believe until you have first heard and received. And you're walking in obedience to the word of God. Now the heavens are going to be open. And the blessing of God is going to come. So number one, he wants to demonstrate his authority over the sicknesses in your body. Over the diseases. Over the viruses. Over deformities over problems in your spirit, uh, in your soul. He wants to demonstrate him, his power and his authority. Number two, he wants to show you that it is, that it is the will of God to heal the sick. He wants to show you this is God's will to bless, to heal, to restore. Number three, he heals because he has compassion. Compassion simply means the inward parts are moved at a particular need. And Jesus looks upon the sick and the afflicted. Jesus doesn't want you or me, any of us, to be unhappy. Not at all. This is a religion of victory and a religion of joy. Did we not? Listen, did we not just sing, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my do you really have it this is the will of God for you to have that joy down in your heart living within you 
no matter the trial, the difficulty, the sickness, the disease, the hospitalization, you can have overcoming joy and be victorious in the Lord. He still has compassion. You see, the great physician is Jesus, and the great physician is still practicing. He has not retired. He has not gone on leave. He is present today to do a great and mighty thing. We hope that today's message has been a true blessing and has encouraged you to walk closer with God. As we conclude today's program, here is Pastor Morris. Hello, friend. I'm inviting you to watch the streaming of the Largo Community Church worship service at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Go to the church website, www.largolargocc.org. That's largolargocc.org and click on Watch Live. It's in the upper right corner of the homepage of the website. The Word of God will be a blessing to you. It is the healing word, bringing healing to the soul, to the psychic, to your body, to your mind, to your emotions, to any conflict. It's the healing word of God. Be blessed, be abundantly blessed. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.